Hi, I'm Camille. I'm Harini. I'm Kelvina, and welcome to the News Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the News Podcast, where we are going to discuss the topic of women's mental health within patriarchal societies and the impact that societal expectations have on women's mental health. Before we started, we just wanted to put out a content warning that we will be mentioning various mental health issues as well as sexual violence and abuse. When the relationship between mental health and the patriarchy is discussed, the conversation quickly begins to centre around men's mental health due to male suicide rates and men joining in the discussion of toxic masculinity, which is absolutely a crucial conversation to be having. However, women's mental health needs to be discussed in its own right before it becomes almost completely erased from the conversation and particularly with regards to psychological trauma that not only often go unnoticed, but can also be dangerously misdiagnosed. We feel this is also an important subject to discuss, as throughout history, women have been pathologised for centuries, being disproportionately diagnosed with sexist illnesses like hysteria, and in recent times, what has been dubbed as its modern-day equivalent, borderline personality disorder, also known as BPD, which has been increasingly criticised as being a diagnosis that plays directly into patriarchal standards. The researcher Jane Usher described the history of women's mental health as such. As the outspoken difficult woman of the 16th century was castigated as a witch, and the same woman in the 19th century a hysteric, in the late 20th and 21st century, she's described as borderline, or as having premenstrual dysphoria disorder. Though it's commonly accepted that women's mental health is negatively impacted by societal expectations and social media's unattainable beauty standards, the root of such factors is hardly ever explored or discussed. The expectations on women's appearances, behaviour and lifestyle choices have been, for centuries, undeniably shaped by the patriarchy. And in the last century alone, many notable steps have been made in the West in terms of women's legal rights. And yet, the societal expectations placed on women are still just as harsh and help hit a negative stroke on the well-being of so many women around the world. A main example that is often brought up is the idea of women's body types quite simply going in and out of fashion. We can see, for example, in the last century in the West, the ideal has floated from a perfect hourglass in the 1950s all the way to the heroin chic look championed across magazines in the 1990s and back into our current BBL season and Kim Kardashian inspired look. I think we all remember how phrases like, does my bum look big in this, were really negative throughout the majority of our childhoods and we were all fed one particular image throughout the noughties of what a woman should look like in rom-coms, in the media, in magazines and yet just a few years later it's now become almost the opposite. Having such rigid standards of beauty sends out messages to young women and girls that they are unlovable and conventionally unattractive, having harmful and often deadly consequences, commonly causing body dysmorphia and eating disorders like anorexia. The increased accessibility of plastic surgery has also had devastating effects for women, with TikTok and Instagram recently popularising the Brazilian butt lift, which has the highest mortality rate of any cosmetic surgery. And even recently, Kim K has gotten her BBL reduced, with people now saying that BBL season has come to an end, showing that the trend has left as quickly as it came in and that a new ideal body type is soon to become popularised. Many may be questioning at this point how beauty standards are shaped by the patriarchy, but the answer is quite simple. 
Men have created the standards through their ownership of the modeling, makeup, plastic surgery and social media companies, which constantly advocate unhealthy and unobtainable appearance norms to young impressionable women. These industries deliberately create the illusion of issues that must be fixed in order to sell various products and services by often creating huge trends of which facial features or body parts have to be accentuated or look a certain way. In a similar way, the patriarchy has created really strict expectations of women's behaviour and lifestyle choices that aren't applicable to men, I guess, in the same way. So with Marx's theory on household chores being a form of unpaid labour for women, they're now faced with a double burden, especially working women who also want to have children. Women in a domestic sphere can face a collective fear of both actual male violence and the threat of it. And this also applies globally to a vast number of women, working or not working, who fear returning home. And such a fear forces women to act in different ways than men, whether it be knowing hand signs to show that they're in danger, or phrases like ask for Angela. Domestic violence and domestic pressures impact the well-being of women on a day-to-day basis. And we really recommend that you look further into these signs so that you can recognise them in the case that other women or yourself unfortunately need to use them. One key example of how even the study of mental illness is impacted by the patriarchy is the illness borderline personality disorder or BPD, which is often characterised by behaviours that society dubs abnormal for women to do. In the book Why Women Are Blamed For Everything by Dr Jessica Taylor, she highlights how women are seven times more likely to be diagnosed with this mental illness than men who show the exact same symptoms. BPD is a common diagnosis in girls and women who have disclosed abuse, violence or exploitation and Taylor points out in her book that much of the diagnostic criteria for BPD are in fact just normal responses to having been traumatised or abused. She states that women are not allowed to express their anger at male violence because their anger breaches the gender role stereotype of femininity and is therefore seen as abnormal or unhealthy. Ultimately, this then means that the patriarchy can cause a woman's problems, refuse to fix them, and then even misdiagnose her own response to them in order to maintain control of her. This attitude is not something limited to the diagnosis of BPD, but is a much more widespread issue within society. I'm sure we all have experiences growing up where we felt anger at a situation in the same way that boys have, but instead we've had people try to quickly shut us down or people who've labelled us as hormonal or ask questions like, is it that time of the month? Whereas for boys, the reaction of adults is often centred around the concept that boys will be boys. I think these behaviours, particularly when they're projected by the adults in our lives, have contributed massively to the normalisation of male anger, which leads to the subsequent justification of male violence, which can have really traumatic consequences. I've got a couple of World Health Organisation stats up, and they show that the three causes of PTSD with the highest proportions are actually rape at 13.1%, sexual assault at 15.1%, and being stalked at 9.8%, which is shocking. The patriarchy's impact on women's mental health, its influence in the actual study of it, as well as how we diagnose women who fail to fit into stereotypical gender norms, is something rarely spoken on and yet something that has impacted probably every listener's life. The common labelling of women as simply crazy and hysteric, alongside the negative portrayals of women's mental illness throughout the media, also plays into these negative images. Tumblr's romanticisation of mental illness in girls has also added to the portrayal, with female depression especially still being glamorised continuously across social media. 
When we take this more analytical view of the relationship between patriarchal norms and women's mental health, it helps to highlight the crippling pressures of these societies, as well as the urgent need to shift the system entirely. We hope you have found this episode useful and informative and hope you listen in on our next episode. If you've enjoyed our content and feel interested in also participating, you can send us an email at admin at newslondon.co.uk or check out our Instagram at news underscore LDN as well as our blog at www.newslondon.co.uk where we upload new articles every week. That's all from us. This was the News Podcast. 